Welcome to Aging in Full Bloom with Lisa Stockdale, sponsored by Capital Healthcare Network, an Ohio-based, family-owned and operated company providing solutions that help seniors age on their own terms. Those solutions include home care, senior living, nursing home and rehab care, and hospice. Learn more at CapitalHealthCareNetwork.com. Thank you for listening to Aging in Full Bloom today. Our topic today is a different one. We're going to be talking about a program called Opening Minds Through Art. And I have a certified instructor with me today, Kim Willis. Hi, Kim. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I'm good. Tell us what this program is all about and how you got involved and how it works and why it works and who it's for. First, tell us what it's all about. Sure. Opening Minds Through Art, which I've heard you call OMA. Yes. Okay. Yes. What is it? So Opening Minds Through Art is a program for folks who have cognitive impairment or dementia. And I, I learned about um, this program at an Alzheimer's uh, Association conference about five years ago. There was a guest speaker. Her name was Lika Loken, and she's actually the lady who created the program. She has a Ph.D. in fine arts and also in gerontology. And so uh, what she did, she went into long-term care facilities and studied them. She slept there. She, she observed the staff. She observed the residents. And um, she wanted to come up with an art program that would help with behaviors, that would be more engaging, and uh, activities that would just mimic socialization but very focused. And so... Uh, Opening well, Minds well, was her, her dissertation, Lika Loken. I'll bet some of our listeners um, are going to want to know sure. because they're going to want to look her up. Yes. And so she was, this was her PhD yes. project. Yes, exactly. This was her dissertation. And so she's all in. Yes. She's, she went to the nursing homes and sort of became a resident. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Lived in their environment exactly. for a while, as, as many PhD um, students do, yes. right, when they're trying to figure out... Um, something, right. some research component, and she came up with something Yes, as a result of all this. Yes. And what was it? Opening Minds Through Art is an art program. Um, number one, it's intergenerational. So um, it's students with the seniors who have either cognitive impairment or Alzheimer's. They develop actually a relationship with the student that they're working with. So let me back up to say that uh, Lika was a student, and she got her PhD at Miami University. Okay. And so it is now coursework for students there. It's called service work. And so um, for an entire semester, there is a student that is paired up with a senior at an assisted living. And so every single week they go and they do this art program. Okay. So the first week the students learn about disease state. The second week they learn, I think, about like bedside manner and how to actually facilitate um, the facilitate the art projects. Mm -hmm. But so what happens is, um, and I observed them. So there was probably about 25 residents five at each table, and there was a student paired up with each resident. Now, the art projects are, are, um, are designed that anybody can do them. So even if you don't have, you know, strength in your hands or you really don't, you're, 
cognition is very low. With some assistance, you can do these art projects. So they're very simple things like using watercolors that sort of fuse together on the paper. Um, They use different textures of paint, um, like maybe acrylic, and then different techniques like maybe stamping. Um, There are some techniques where just um, drops of ink are are dropped on on the piece of artwork and sort of tilted, which is, you know, something that most people can tilt. You Mm -hmm. may not be able to brush or do anything that with fine motor skills, but are able to work with uh, the different mediums. And then there's like a little dusting of glitter to like reflect um, the light. And within an hour, folks who are other otherwise considered someone who couldn't create art have created really a masterpiece. Of course, it's abstract art, Mm -hmm. but very frameable and something that they can feel good in that are really validated. Because when you're living in long-term care or living in even assisted living, um, the socialization your world starts getting smaller and smaller and smaller. If you're not making decisions about what you put on, what time the lights come on, what time you eat, what what choices did you have, um, your world becomes smaller and smaller and smaller. And this art program really engages um, the person with choices, even... Um, like the color palettes are already sort of put together. So you might have fall colors or spring colors or winter colors. And so the resident is asked, well, which, how are you feeling today? Everything is, is sort of on the premise of them making decisions. And are you feeling like, you know, spring colors and giving them choices mm-hmm. and, and letting them really direct the project. And meanwhile, they're building a relationship with a college student um, it might even be reminiscent of them with their grandchildren. Sure. Um, or, so the, the intergenerational piece is really very important. So there's five folks sitting around a table. Everyone is working with their individual student, and everyone is getting quiet because they're focusing in on their artwork. And then another thing, everything with the program is designed very strategically not to be um, overstimulating. So... You know, a regular art class, there might be a lot of materials on the table and everybody's making, you know, talking and, you know, just a lot going on. But what happens is this, the individual student is with um, the person that they work with weekly, but there's also someone that's waiting the table. So as, as someone is finished, like using the paintbrush, those materials are taken off the table and then the next part of the project are put on are put on the table so it's not a whole lot of busyness going on on the table it's very very strategic so you're not overwhelmed yeah you're not overwhelmed and then another thing too and I didn't mention this the students the first or second week they're also versed on the language to use with a senior so I think in many long-term care settings um and I think it's called elder talk that I might be using the wrong name for it but that is when like a caregiver may speak to a resident like they're a child. So in a a lot of arts and crafts activities, someone might say, oh, sweetie, isn't that pumpkin cute? Or is it, oh, you did such a great job. That's a cute kitty cat. Well, no adult really wants to be talked to like that. Wait, say it again. No adult really wants to be talked to like that. The reason I'm asking you to say that again, telling you to say it again, is because that's important for our listeners to hear. 
sometimes you think you're being kind, but you're really condescending. Exactly. And the person that you're condescending to is smart enough to know that you're right. being condescending. Stop talking to your elders like they're your children. Yes, yes. Even if they have cognitive impairment, right. even if they're in late stages, Alzheimer's, don't do it. Right. Please. Exactly. Don't do it. Exactly. So, so these students have been versed in how to speak, you know, respectfully to, because these are seniors, you know, and, and they sh- should be treated with respect. So instead of using terminology like you would with someone in preschool or in elementary school, you talk about the colors and how does it make you feel? Oh, isn't that, that color really pops or that's a nice contrast. Oh, look, how does that make you feel? So, so they are, it's honest engagement. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's engagement. Um, and something that they're working on and they're creating. And one thing about art is that it asks no questions. So anyone can enjoy art, even if you think someone doesn't have thoughts. If they can see and they can see the art, they can feel. And um, so it's really just all about engagement. It's not just the activity of, oh, let's, let's do um, colored pencils today or let's you know, let's do crocheting, just kind of that sort of passive work, but it's all about the engagement with the students. So it's intergenerational. So week to week, the resident is starting to look forward because they're building a relationship, building new relationships. And that's something that doesn't happen very often Mm -hmm. in long-term care, because usually maybe if you're lucky enough, your family is coming and visiting you. If you're lucky enough, you have good caregivers in the nursing home or facility that are building relationships with you. But if you don't have that, building a new relationship, those skills are things that will start to go away. Mm-hmm. So it's it's and so good. I can hear some, some folks thinking right now, and they're thinking, well, that doesn't make any sense because these are Alzheimer's patients, and they're not going to remember that person next week anyway. Right. What do you say to that? I would say no, because you don't, you don't know. You don't know how far they are advanced. And then... Even if that is true, that they wouldn't remember week to week, they may remember the good feeling. They might remember a smiling face, or they may think that that student reminds them of their grandchild or their daughter. So there is some familiarity, even though that they can't maybe express it. it Emotional memory, right? Exactly. Exactly. So even though they don't remember their name, or maybe they don't remember exactly why they're there. That'll all become evident once you get working on yes, the project yes, at yes, hand. Yes. And they remember how that person makes them feel. Right. And if right. that's positive, right. it's all good. Right. So the program is not to try to help them gain their memory back because right. no one is going to get better if they have Alzheimer's or cognitive impairment usually. So that's not the goal. The goal is really just the engagement to validate them, let them make some choices and feel good about something. Yeah. So it's quality of life and putting them back in the driver's seat. Exactly. Right. And letting them drive the bus. Exactly. Let them make the choices and the vehicle's art. Exactly. It isn't really, you don't have to be artistically talented or inclined in order to do this. You just have to be human. But because these projects have all been designed very strategically Mm -hmm. with the materials that are used and the techniques that at the end of an hour, it's a masterpiece. And then you put a a mat on it and you see the resident or, or the seniors face light up with what they have done with almost no help then you know that that you have done a good job because you're validate you have validated them. And so another thing because this program is research based research based 
um, one of the things that they were looking at was mood and how mood affects just just their overall wellness. That could be eating, resting, um, continuing to gauging. So one of the things that they do before the the participant sits sits down and gets started with their piece of artwork, they have a sheet of paper that has like the smiley faces on it. So it might start out with just a plain face and then maybe a face that looks like, ah, I don't care what's going on. Or then maybe it's a sad face or an ugly face or a very happy face. So, you know, the student might say, Mr. Jones, how are you feeling today? And maybe he doesn't have words. So you put that out and then, and then the resident will point to how the face that they feel. So if they point to the face that's, you know, I don't care about what's going on today. Yeah, I just feel so-so. But at the end of the project, after they've looked at their art piece of artwork, after around the table, everyone has shown their artwork and all the engagement and conversation, 99% of the time, that person's mood will have lifted, hopefully into a total smiley face. But if they were very sad and agitated, and now after doing the artwork, the mood is much better. And so when a mood is good, people eat better. They rest better. They have something to look forward to. And so think of if there's a person who has been in isolation and now they made a new friend. And each week for the course of a semester, 12 weeks, they've got a new friend. They have something to look forward to. Their mood is better. Um, and it's, it's just engagement that you really can take for granted, those subtle things um, that socialization, you know, does and the benefit of socialization it for older people. sounds incredible. Yes, it, it absolutely is. Honestly, it has changed my life in some regard. I didn't mention um, on this podcast that both my parents had Alzheimer's. Um, I still have my mother. I lost my dad about a year and a half ago. And this is really how I became very interested in ways to communicate with folks who have cognitive impairment. So, mm-hmm. And did we say you're a certified instructor? I did say that. I at did. The beginning. You did. And and how do you get certified? I, I actually took the class at Miami University. That's I believe that's the only place that the class is taught. It may be taught other places now, but that is where the program originated. Um, again, and when we, you say Miami University, you mean in Dayton, Ohio. Miami University in Oxford, Ohio. Oxford, Ohio. Yes. Okay. Yes. But not Florida. No. no okay. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. In, in, in Oxford. Um, also, the state of Ohio has got a program where long-term care facilities can apply for a grant to get the materials to get started with the program. Um, the Oaks of West Kettering Capital Healthcare has gotten a grant to, to start this program. Okay. I actually took the, took the class before we got the grant, but... Um, and that's We've been one of our nursing homes, yes, in fairness, yes, here in yes, Ohio. Yes. Um, our podcast is sponsored by Capital Healthcare Network. Yes, yes. We both happen to work for Capital Healthcare yes. Network, and this is how I became familiar with the program. I'm going to read a very quick definition. It sort of hits on everything that you just talked about. Um, it says, what is OMA, Opening Minds Through Art? Uh, is an award-winning, evidence-based, intergenerational art-making program for people with Alzheimer's disease and other forms of neurocognitive disorder. Its failure-free program provides opportunities for creative self-expression and social engagement for people with dementia. Opening Minds Through Art also provides volunteers with opportunities to improve their attitudes toward aging, 
didn't talk about that one, but we will, through the weekly interaction with OMA program participants. So you're winning on all kinds of fronts here. Um, the person with dementia or Alzheimer's is winning. Mm-hmm. The volunteers are winning because they are now having exposure mm-hmm. to people who are dealing with these kinds of um, issues, right. door, disorders, diagnoses, diseases. Um, and everybody comes together, does something that is really purpose-driven, mm-hmm. and the purpose is to make everybody feel good, right? right? And then you mentioned the word behaviors in mm-hmm. the beginning, and you explained how it would reduce what the nursing homes or an assisted living community or any kind of healthcare provider would call a behavior mm-hmm. because you are making people happy. Right. It's right. simplistic, but it works. Absolutely. And it all started here in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And we're fortunate to have you on our team in Dayton, Ohio, and to have this program at the Oaks of West Kettering. It was a privilege to uh, help roll it out on all of our facilities in the Dayton area. You, did you say, tw- is it a 12-week program? At Miami University, it is a 12-week program. Okay. It's coursework for the students. Got you. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing it with residents, out and about, it could be three weeks, four weeks, five yeah, weeks. Yeah, it could be a one-time thing. Uh, it, to set it up with a with a university the way that it, it is at Miami, I mean, that really takes a, a lot of time and yeah. planning, and you have to find a college that will you know, set this up as coursework. But in the meantime, um, I was so impressed with it. When I talked to Lika, she said, just come down shadow us, take baby steps, do it one-on-one. I did it one-on-one with my parents. I've done it with church groups and some folks in a nursing home. So I've done it in many different settings. Uh I have even done this program, people who don't have cognitive impairment and just have some isolation um, issues. So there's so much that can be done with this program, but the coursework for the student on a college campus is it's an entire semester. Sure. But this can actually this can help just in one-time settings as yeah. well. It's a way to connect with your own family member. Absolutely. As you did yeah. with your mom and your dad. All right. Well, this is great information. Anything else you want to leave I our listeners with? I think that's it. Okay. Opening minds through art. I know we've done a podcast previously on how music is very influential and powerful with mm-hmm. dementia and Alzheimer's patients. Sure. And now you know art is as well. Absolutely. Thank you, Kim. Thank you for listening. Um, Till next time, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be forever at your back.